I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. How's it going, Ben? Good morning, man. Um, doing good here. Um, just uh, You're still enjoying uh, vacation? Yeah, yeah. Building, building a terrarium on the side. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty crazy. I- explain what that's for again. <laughs> so we have four geckos uh, in a terrarium. And when we moved apartments, we realized that the only room that we could fit it in, um, like the door and the, the space that we needed to put it through was just too narrow. So now we have to build a whole new terrarium for it, <laughs> which oh, man. it is kind of ridiculous, um, but also a little bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how do you build a terrarium? Oh, uh, I don't know the English words for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's complex then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the, the, you, get, you get a case of wood um, and you got to make sure they get enough air in there. Um and then some, I, I don't know the words for that, man. <laughs> I barely so know them in but German. But you're, you're actually like creating this by like, by scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can you buy a terrarium? Just like oh, buy yeah, one ready to go? Yeah, absolutely. But they are pretty expensive. Like if you want to put four, four animals in there, it's just like fish. You know, the more you have, the, the, the more place or the more space they need. And then it gets expensive quickly. <laughs> yeah. And how big are these geckos? Are they, they are not that that big actually they're below 20 centimeters so you know like they can fit on a hand yeah, basically yeah. okay <laughs> cool yeah we didn't we didn't know this about you with your your geckos yep now you know <laughs> <laughs> nice well that that sounds like a fun fun project yeah um, like, I, I don't have enough projects yet so <laughs> yeah you just need to add some more projects yeah yeah <laughs> um how's your uh business projects going man it was a crazy week um so tiny lock got two paying customers without even having a product launched yet (laughs) (laughs) um which feels kind of crazy and i i talked to both of the people who who started paying i was like you you know that there is no product yet right and you know like the mvp will not (laughs) like contain all the features in like a perfect state you know just to make sure that they know what they sign up for but they were very cool about it and they they were very understanding they're like no no i i realized that i just want to you know i just want to get in early and i know that you know i'm i've watched the videos i know what i'll get and i'm cheering for you so that was pretty cool um that is really cool and then playgroup um was even better in my, in my opinion because there was a guy i was talking to um two months ago so they were on the um on the early access list actually and we had some back and forth via email and i, I kind of signed off on them already like i didn't expect that to go anywhere anymore and then out of the blue, um, they were like, oh, so I just signed up. So how do I embed the forum now? And <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You just <laughs> you just signed up? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> like, I didn't expect it at all. So that's very cool to see that. Um, like, it took two months um, <laughs> for them to dis- make, like, make the decision to then buy it in the end. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I-, I didn't expect that. So it was very cool to see those... Um, like uh, emails from Paddle, the payment provider, come in, and like when the second email from Tiny Lock came in, I actually thought that the first one who paid 
that they canceled. <laughs> Didn't even realize there was a second payment coming in. <laughs> so it was kind of funny <laughs> when I realized. Um, yeah, so that was like the best part of the week. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's really good. That that potential for TinyLog just sounds really awesome. Like, you know, people are seeing what you've built, <clears throat> you know, through the videos and stuff, what you're sharing. And they want to support you one but also they're like oh this is really good like i want to start paying for this even though it's not a thing yet yeah exactly. So, you know it's... it just makes you wonder like where it could go uh, so that's yeah, pretty exciting yeah. and you know in, like in my mind when i started tiny dog i was like i want to have fun with this i need like i need an outlet to build something and i'm going to ignore everything we said or learned for the past 12 months like build it and they will come yeah that's like what i did kind of but then now getting those pre-sales <laughs> it's like perfect validation and that within the first 12 days of building it like that's crazy i didn't expect that at all <laughs> yeah 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 um, that's pretty exciting yeah so i i actually did something for playgroup as well though <laughs> um i'm just sharing everything about tiny log and some people are kind of wondering if <laughs> playgroup is still a thing but yeah it is um so i've been um working on this public member directory for uh for mega maker using my own public API for the first time, which is kind of fun because you, um, like now I'm, I'm getting to to use it myself and see if it's actually working the way it should. Um, Justin yeah. was, you know, like he was looking for um, a way to include the members of MegaMaker in the, on the megamaker.co uh, website. And um, you can actually do that right now with the API, but there's this caveat that it will just render out everybody and I probably want to add a flag now in the coming days um, that you actually have to opt in, like make, you know, like give give people the option to not be included in any public um, listings, basically, so that when you grab everything, like all the members from the API, they will have this little flag that will also be shown in the JSON results so that you can um, deliberately exclude those people who don't want to be shown on there, just for privacy reasons, mainly. Um, but yeah, it, it literally just took me like 50 lines of PHP code to have like a perfect grid of every member and their LinkedIn and Twitter um, profiles linked to it with, with images and everything. So that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, I, I really want to finish that quickly because it's just fun to see um, what, what you can do with it. And there are so many members. Um, it's just pretty cool to see. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Uh, let me see what else. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, tomorrow for Tiny Lock is actually the day that I want to release the MVP, and today I finished the newsletter sending. So oh, wow, that's that's pretty big. So like you're actually gonna be like letting people use it tomorrow. Yep. I mean, it will be a tight squeeze. Is that what, is that how you say it? I think that's it, right? <laughs> um, with with maybe with getting that done. <laughs> um. But I think the main functionality will be there. Like you can have a blog, you can follow others, all the settings for the blog, for the users, it's there. Um, and when you publish the blog post, it will be sending those out as a newsletter. You can import a CSV of all your um, uh, newsletter subscribers and you can edit those. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the main functionality is there. But there's still a lot to do, obviously. So it's like mixed feelings about that. <laughs> I'm a little anxious to release it, actually. Uh, I mean, 14 days is not a lot of time and there will be rough edges everywhere. Like the search is not working and the um, 
the categories, like searching blocks by category is not really there yet. I might be able to pull that off tomorrow morning, but maybe not. <laughs> pull an all-nighter. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I it seems know. like it has it has the main things people care about. I mean, it, it seems like at least the people who have been following along will probably be excited enough to just like be able to try it that they won't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like they know that you've built this in like two and a half weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's good that like that takes some pressure off because those will be the only people like looking at it at first i guess <laughs> yeah yeah that'll be pretty exciting i'm i'm excited to try it out <laughs> makes me makes me think maybe i should like try to write more or do one of those like daily blog writing blogs or something or just like throw something on the wall <laughs> yeah whatever I, it is I, i'm probably doing the same then like i want to start a little blog there and maybe even like put my it would actually it would be so cool if i could do what i'm just doing on twitter like cross post everything on twitter maybe oh that could be a good feature on the roadmap <laughs> so then you can have like this build in public and will automatically cross post to twitter huh that's a good idea <laughs> yeah that's kind of a good idea in general like i feel like everyone's you know they're posting something like on their blog or somewhere else in a different community and then like being able to kind of chunk that up into a thread on twitter would yep. be like i feel like everyone's having to do that yep uh, manually that would be a good way That'd to be kind of hard to automatically do but yeah cool that's that's exciting uh, to I'll, see what will I'm happen taking there. notes <laughs> so uh so are you are you gonna have a like a trial with tiny log or or yeah remind us the what the payment and free trial and what that's going to look like <laughs> i have no idea man so <laughs> right, right right now those uh those two people who sign up they pay 12 bucks a month um and on the page it says later it will be 19 bucks a month maybe it will only be 15 and i have no idea if there should be a trial or not i feel like there should not be a, a free trial mainly because you could abuse the newsletter feature and that would be pretty mm. bad. So there needs to be some kind of paywall around the newsletters. Um, so maybe there will not be a trial at all, but maybe I can keep it open for let's say 24 or 48 hours. So th those people who've been following along um, can basically try it out and I can put like a flag around the newsletter sections. Like, so the sending basically only works if you really signed up already. Um, that way everybody can try it out. Um, mm -hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe that's a good, good way to go, to go forward, like have a trial of let's say seven days, but in order to actually send the newsletters, you'll have to, um, you'll have to actually sign up and pay for it. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. Glad you figured that out right <laughs> here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, you, that sounds like a good idea. I mean, you got to make sure that the newsletters, um, the sending of newsletters doesn't get abused because that's like a high risk I see. Because if you just upload a CSV with 5,000 contacts and you just spam them randomly, that doesn't sound like a good, you know, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound like something Postmark would appreciate tiny luck to send through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, I was curious, you know, you're talking about, you added the new newsletter features. 
So is there a way in TinyLog that you can like sign up to get that uh, be basically be on the list as a as a user for each TinyLog writer? Uh, no. So when you're, uh, it's it's basically two ways. Either you're using TinyLog, then you're following the blog and you will get those updates inside the app. Um, or you're not using TinyLog, and then you're basically just on the you, you know like just on the subscriber list, like every other newsletter you you would usually subscribe to. Like you're you basically browsing the blog, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Let's let me sign up for that, and then you just interact with the entire thing through your newsletters, like just consuming them. Um, but if you're already also a user of TinyLog, then it's basically like. Um, a little bit like Feedly maybe like you're you know you've subscribed to an RSS feed in a way and then you can just go through the publication and read everything from right there um, maybe at a later point it could be interesting to also push those through via email then I don't know if people really want that um, could be interesting to find out though <laughs> yeah yeah I'm sure <clears throat> once you put it out there You'll probably get lots of ideas. I, I, I don't know. I feel like people have a lot of ideas about what they want to see or would like in this space, which, yeah. is, which is good, really. Yeah, yeah. I already people are opinionated. Yeah, I already have some ideas for um, like microtransaction payment providers that people want to integrate with so that you can like, you know, like put a buy me a coffee link below your your articles or that you mm-hmm. um, there were more than just that. I some even some of them I didn't even know. Um, that seem to be relatively easy to integrate. Um, so it might be interesting to to see that. Also, if I get a real API out for this this thing, you could like do the same thing as with Playgroup right now and just have a memberful um, account put in front of it, if it, of it all and then just have like a private publication. And then people just pay via memberful and only then get access to the whole um, blog or newsletter. So that, yeah, I mean, that's probably... <laughs> far out there today but um we'll get there <laughs> yeah nice um and you talked about well, i guess just stepping back like how do you feel about this experience of you know stepping away from playgroup building something new have you enjoyed it do you feel <laughs> like it was it was a good uh, uh use of your time so uh you know there was a big part of me that was in doubt if I'm doing the right thing at all. <laughs> and when I you know when I announced it on Twitter, I got some DMs from people like, oh man, what are you doing? You should focus on playgroup. That's probably not a good idea. Um <laughs> and so now getting those first two paying customers within twelve days um is really a good validation that I've done the right thing, even though I had super many doubts about it. <laughs> um and it's yeah it was just really really fun to build this thing and also push my own limits and see how far i can actually get in two weeks um i know there are still a lot of rough edges but i think overall it's been a pretty wild ride and it's pretty good like the result will be pretty good tomorrow um and i can definitely imagine doing that again um like i can even imagine now I mean, probably not this year, <laughs> um, but I could see myself doing something similar again next year or even offering like myself as a product, like productizing myself as a one-man agency in a way and building this for other people for a certain price. I don't know. Um, it's it's just been a lot of fun to do that. 
and I already I think I already said that building it in public has been even like that made it even f more fun for me um, because it's, yeah. it's been really motivating and it is kind of like free marketing as well obviously because people follow along they cheer for you they see what you're building and they their interest is actually what leads them to buy early um yeah so yeah that it, it's just great thing overall i think <laughs> yeah i could see that being something like a gig you'd kind of like is like building people's mvps they just come to you and you're like oh yeah i'll do this in like three weeks and you <laughs> you know you you have some experience and you know this experience with like tiny log to show like yeah i can build stuff pretty quick i can get it out there and you'll be off to the races yep <laughs> i mean that could be fun <laughs> yeah because i feel like even people that are working with agencies and stuff usually they don't get stuff out that quick yeah <laughs> usually it takes a long time yep <laughs> i mean it's i'm it's basically what i do at my day job as well sometimes right it's just for other people <laughs> so right, it's what right. i've been doing all my life um <laughs> <laughs> yeah um cool anything else no i was just gonna say what about you man <laughs> let's see yeah it's been it's been a good week um so I think I talked about, I was working on this new feature that I'm calling like smart notifications. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so sending out uh, messages to Slack whenever like something, I mean, it's, it's specific to a couple of things right now. Like when a customer um, starts a conversation, but they haven't been replied to by the support team over a certain threshold, you can set up to send messages to like, get your team on that basically and like hey we we have some people that haven't been responded to um since most teams like want to reply in a certain time period yeah <clears throat> so that's like kind of one of the main notifications but there's there's some others that i can add um that i think would probably make sense for me to add to just kind of have some more different options of different things to notify the team um so yeah i, I got that out there and launched that and then really just started to talk to one of my customers who was really wanting to see this about it and like letting them try it and stuff. Um, and so I did that for a couple of days, um, but it's kind of a, a funny story. I mean, it basically it's like a, an issue, but sometimes <laughs> issues are just like, oh, that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but so basically I had, they, they turned it on and I think they put like a time limit of an hour. So like after a threshold of an hour, you, none of their team members have responded to a customer. It would then notify them in Slack with support man. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> basically how it works is every 10 minutes, there's a cron job that goes and searches through all their conversations and sees like okay is there any open conversations here um are any of them breaking the threshold if so let's send a message for that one um, uh -oh. so that's kind of how the feature works <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like i can see what's coming oh here. yeah <laughs> um but basically and this is always the hard thing with i think building products for customers where you know they're a big company I don't necessarily know their complete use case or, or how they even use intercom. Um, but apparently they get messages through intercom and they never close them like ever. Oh. Like they just sit there, <laughs> they sit there and mm. they're just a, a conversation. I'm not sure. I think it's, it must be some automated thing that 
uh, they said that they do this with like some Facebook automated messages. Um, and they're just sitting on like an inbox and in intercom that they just sit there forever, yeah. I guess. Um, <laughs> and so that means <laughs> that there were like a ton of open conversations that were breaking this threshold that weren't necessarily something they wanted to see. <laughs> so, if and so <laughs> when you say a ton of messages, <laughs> how many are we talking here? Um, there was like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first time this uh, cron job goes off, uh, you know, right after they set this this threshold, it spans them like a thousand messages <laughs> in their Slack channel. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Oh, so <clears throat> yeah, that was. It it was fine. It worked out okay. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the the good thing about having a customer like this, you know, they're they're kind of definitely like an early stage customer. Like they're they're kind of like pushing me to like add new things. They always have like these new ideas for what they want me to do. And so like they're just they're they're kind of like on the front end, like wanting to get the things early. And so they, they like understand like there could be an issue and they're kind of like almost testing it for me in that yeah, process. Yeah. So um, I was able to at least like jump on it like super quick, like five minutes after it happened and like turn it off so it didn't <laughs> keep going. And then like 30 minutes later, able to make a fix, um, that specifically made it so that those kind of messages wouldn't go through. Um, so they were act like, they were really happy with that at least. So I'm glad I was able to yeah, jump on it. Good. Um, But yeah, they were, they're like, yeah, this happens. We understand like <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of interesting, um, <clears throat> experience. <laughs> yep. I can't imagine. <laughs> wasn't expecting, wasn't expecting to send all those messages to them. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing with like a Slack integration is, in some ways I have a lot of power <laughs> that, you know, I don't want to use that wrongly. Like, you know, there a whole company's team is in a Slack channel and, you know, that's where they're, they're doing all their work. That's where they're doing their communication. Everyone has Slack open, like Slack is used a ton. And so it's like, you know, I obviously don't want to use that in a way that's going to waste their time or slow them down. But like, You know, I have a lot of power where I could I can message tons of people and and get in front of them, and obviously that's not how I want to use it. But it's just <laughs> interesting. It's like okay, got to be careful of that that power. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm kind of curious if there's like a rate limiting for those messages, like because you're sending them through the Slack API, right? Shouldn't that be rate limited as well? Right. Um, there definitely is a regulation. I forget what it is. Um. Apparently it's not at the level that I hit. <laughs> it starts at 10k per minute. <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um So that was good. I'm gonna my plan actually today is to kind of send out um kind of some updates to the rest of the users using support man that this is a feature they can use and try out now that it's it's been tested for like a week or so and it's it's been working well for the the current like two years i have that are using it um and uh, i'll probably like put something out on twitter about it too see if i can get intercom to jump in and say hey other people should look at this um 
but yeah, that's that's kind of the plan with that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that 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 was the main thing I did this last week. Um, I've also just been kind of thinking about like my roadmap, like what's what's the future yeah. for support man, what what I should be going towards, and I actually made a tweet of. Um, basically how I plan to reach 500 MRR. Um, and so I kind of have like some thoughts in place for like how I get there. Um, and I think I'm kind of getting close to the point where it's like, okay, um, I think I'm not that I'm done. The product's definitely not complete, but I'm, I'm getting to a point where it's like, I want to clean a couple of things up and then I want to more so focus on like the sales and distribution side because uh, I think that's definitely where support men needs some more work. I definitely have figured out distribution. Um, I think maybe doing like some direct sales might be a good way just to kind of get to that 500 MRR spot. Um, so that's kind of what I'm starting to look look to um, after I maybe automate some of the onboarding process and a couple things, cleaning up a couple things. Yeah, that makes I hope sense. I can do in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about about focusing on the sales stuff, seeing if I can get more people in the door, because um, I think that that will obviously be important to support man working out. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's kind of the plan, um, and I think that will be that will be fun. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. I didn't really say anything about my plans. I guess I could follow up with that a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. Because I th I think I already said that on the podcast that I want to launch Playgroup publicly. And I've kind of changed my mind on that a little bit because I think I can learn a ton from launching TinyLog first, doing that on Product Hunt mm -hmm. and everything and see how that goes. Because it's like, you know, like the fun, fun side project that kind of got the two paying customers earlier than Polygroup, but anyway, um, could, could be kind of interesting to see how that goes and then take all the learnings from there and apply to the Playgroup launch. Um, yeah. And here's I, here's another fun aside that I still need to figure out like to tonight. <laughs> um, so when I, when I set up the payment for TinyLog, I use the same, like I'm using Pedal as a payment provider, right? And so when mm -hmm. people sign up, um, that's that sends a webhook back to my application, and from there I just you know save the like the IDs and everything. Um, and so I made the genius move of putting them both on the same Pedal account because I thought like, oh hey, it's that's easy because you know like you gotta identify with your ID, like send it there and everything. Um, because of fraud and everything and you know I didn't want to I didn't even think about it I just thought you know like I can have a second product on there just call it tiny log and everything will be good and then you know the first two people who sign up now are actually in the playgroup account already and they shouldn't really be there because you cannot have a different webhook for a different product so what really mm -hmm. happened now is that pedal basically sent the webhook to playgroup where it is obviously not supposed to go. <laughs> um, yeah. And Playgroup didn't do anything with it, like, because it's the wrong plan ID and everything. They didn't get a Playgroup account by accident or anything, but, like, it also didn't go to the tiny log <laughs> database. Um, and you just cannot <laughs> set a different webhook URL for a different product. 
So what I got to do is basically set up a different pedal account and then port them over there. If that is actually possible, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's something yeah. I really got to figure out before opening it up, I guess. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Just tomorrow. <laughs> At least you've you've used pedal and set it up before, so hopefully you'll be you'll know how to set it up quickly. Yeah, I mean I can basically when the webhook arrives, I can just copy paste my code and just change the plan IDs and I'm good. <laughs> so Kevin Conti, good friend of ours, who's on the on the show a couple weeks back, he's been doing really well with his product, his his uh newsletter. Um, which is what startup ideas? I think it's startup ideas, right? Uh, yeah. I think. Um, and uh, he just he just tweeted that he reached 500k MRR, which is amazing. Congrats, Kevin. Um, but he he's like struggling with like how do you celebrate? And I think that was kind of his question: is like how do you celebrate when you've reached a milestone without like I don't know, just like running right through it and not really um you know thinking and stopping and and pondering it um <clears throat> also he said like he 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 feels like i'm only halfway there because he's i obviously he's probably trying to hit 10k mrr but then you know people are saying like well you know and and this is i think what we do to ourselves once you get halfway there or, or once you even get closer to your goal, you're already kind of thinking towards the next goal. And so like almost the goal has like been changed so that then once you get to the first goal, you're there's like not as much to celebrate. And so anyways, how have we, what do we think about this? How have we dealt with this with our own projects? Um, so yeah, what are your, what are your initial thoughts? <laughs> so every time I hear that, I'm instantly reminded of John Hainstock when we had him on the show because he said exactly the same thing, I think, um, if uh, I yeah. remember correctly. He was like, yeah, well, then we just jumped to, you know, we just we just took that hurdle and we just reached that goal. And then from there, we just focused on the next goal. And I think that is so common. And it's actually what, what just happened to me as well, like over the last week by you know just having those customers sign up. I mean, it made me smile. I was happy about it um but i didn't really i don't know like i didn't take any time to really celebrate that or anything it, it's literally just the start and i'm already focused mm -hmm. on you know like getting this to 10 paying customers getting to 50 paying customers already like making plans further down the road um so yeah i can definitely see people struggling with it because i'm also kind of struggling with it i think um at the same time, I think I am super grateful, especially for the tiny lock users who signed up because it's just, it was just so quick. Um, I think that's pretty crazy. Um, if you really think about it to get people to sign up so quickly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, how do you, like, did you do anything to celebrate your, um, MRR doubling? <laughs> um, well, so not really um <laughs> i mean there definitely i did have like some moments where i stopped and like wow this is really cool um because i think 
you know, back when we started, actually, which reminds me, I think we've been doing this podcast a whole year now. Yeah. Like we, right, right around this time we started. So <laughs> maybe we should stop and, and celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> whole year. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, like back then, like thinking about building a product that had some paying customers, like I think that was like, oh man, if I could only get to that point, because once you get to that point, there is kind of this hump that you have jumped where it's like, okay, actually someone sees this is valuable enough that they're willing to pay for. And that's a pretty hard spot to get to. Like a lot of ideas never get to that point. Um, and so I definitely thought about that once I got to like a hundred dollars MRR. Um, and then I think I thought about it more like now I'm at $200 MRR, have six paying customers. I've thought about like, wow, that's pretty crazy that I have these, you know, few people that are, are willing to pay. Um, and it definitely like gives, and, and at that point it just like gives uh, more hope that like, okay, we can take this farther <clears throat> at the same time. And I think I've heard other people talk about this as well is like, once you get there, you're kind of like, well, that's, like you automatically start to think, oh, that's kind of lame. Like that's not that great. Like, <laughs> like, like you know, for me, it's like, well, that's it's something, but it's not like, you know, it's not becoming my full time job yet, or you know, things like that. Where obviously, like, we have like some bigger goals, um, and so you kind of start to look to those goals and like, oh, well, we're not there yet. And and then my guess is once it gets to that goal, like what what if, you know, someday I do get to around 10K MRR, I'm able to live on it, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I'd probably already be looking to like, well, I don't, it's it doesn't make enough that I can like hire someone, someone to help or whatever it is. There's always going to be something that makes us look off to the, to what's next. And I think that can be, well, it's kind of sad, really. Like, are you? Are we never? Are we never going to like sit and enjoy the like the blessing of getting to the point that we're at? We're at, um, and I think, you know, not just in entrepreneurship and businesses and stuff. People do this. I think people do this in everything um, in life, almost. And it, it's. I think it can get unhealthy, probably. You know, like even like with it's kind of like the the jumping the ladder in the business like in the work world in the corporate world um or even like i don't know it could be maybe for like parents it's like having another kid or getting your kids to a certain age like there's always just things where we like look to the future instead of like enjoying the moment and being content in what we have um so yeah i think i think it's definitely a problem and and at the same time it's it's a hard problem. Like it, it's hard to think in the right way about it. Um, so I have, so. <laughs> I have some more thoughts on that. I think, um, especially because I just like, while you were talking, I was just thinking back that most of the recent, like most of the last year, we were both struggling to f like get the first customer, right? <laughs> um, so for the most yeah. part, we didn't even have a customer and we're still already doing the show. Uh, thanks for <laughs> like all listeners to going through that with us. <laughs> and I think if, if I right now, like if, if the Ben from six months ago 
would now see me not celebrating two customers or three customers in a week, he would have slapped me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that Ben would be angry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he would be pissed, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, I, yeah, it's just, I, at the same time, another thought is that if I make it to 10K a month, I'll probably come here and tell you that I've been hiking five days of the week <laughs> and not cared about the business that much. <laughs> I hope that's how it would be. Um, so I think there is this point of enough still, um, but it's far out there. And I, yeah, I don't know, like you, you, you're right that we should just celebrate those small things a little bit more. And um, I'm glad we just talked about that. I think I will open a bottle of beer today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you, you'll have to look back to this moment once you do get to 10 kmr and like be like, oh man i'm supposed to be hiking now <laughs> <laughs> yeah sitting there fixing the life db or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should go back i mean we we've gone back and listened to some of our previous episodes throughout but i haven't gone back that far like go back a year and see what we were talking about um, and see like, okay, what were we thinking when we yeah. hadn't gotten any customers yet? No one has paid for anything we've done yet. So one thing um, that I remember just last week was that around Christmas, we made this, um, plans for the next year episode. Like what should, what would we wanted to achieve this year? I think I said, I wanted to make it to 300 MRR. I think you're already like, I already there. You're very close to it, right? You didn't even really set a goal, but I think you're almost there, right? Wait, are you saying... That I said this or you no, said No, I this? said that, but you almost reach it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost reaching your goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm close. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm probably funny. closer to 100 MRR. I actually don't really know because Pedal shows your revenue and not your, like they show you profits and not your revenue, I think. So after tax and everything. oh yeah interesting yeah and then we'll we'll definitely have to do an episode in the future where we have you know some new goals (laughs) we should probably listen back to that last one to see what we said and then we can almost like talk about it um and be like okay what how was that last year and then new goals for the future that'll be fun yep um sweet well yeah if you guys have any thoughts about that um definitely let us know you can always reach out to us on twitter uh it's kind of interesting conversation uh i mean even just if you're answering just answer to us you know is this something you struggle with um uh enjoying and celebrating your current accomplishments um so yeah hopefully that was a fun conversation for you guys to listen to and uh we will update you how things are going in the next episode see you next week